Welcome back, everyone. This is episode number 21 of Not Me, But You, the most ironically titled podcast. It is, of course, hosted by me, but the focus of the podcast is on you. Um, Today, I wanted to bring you some probably different and interesting bit of news. Not really news, but... um, more of historical fact, I guess. Um, I recently got interested in researching something here in the, in the United States called the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, or SPR. And I had really never heard of the SPR, didn't know it even existed, um, which I guess is a testament to either how poor my history education has been up to this point in my life. Or maybe it was taught to me and I was simply not paying attention in class. I'm not sure which is the case, but um, I am a lifelong learner. I hope that you are as well. And I do enjoy learning about new things and really um, things that are fact-based or are just, you know, things that I'm discovering on my journey as I, I seek truth each day. So, What is the SPR and what does it have to do with our lives? The SPR is actually a, um, four different locations here in the, in the United States, two locations in Texas and two locations in Louisiana. And all four of those locations are located right near the water, right on the Gulf of Mexico. And, um, they store crude oil there. Okay, in these four different locations, the U.S. government stores crude oil and two types of crude oil are stored there. Uh, The one type's called sweet crude, I guess that light sweet crude, and that's probably the most sought after and most expensive type of crude oil. And then there's also some sour crude oil stored there. And what makes it sour? It contains sulfur, so I guess... um, the sulfur is less desirable and the sweet crude doesn't contain this higher level of sulfur or maybe it contains no sulfur at all, I'm not really sure. But anyway, um, what, what is the SPR and why do, why do we have it? Well, it was created, um, I guess, the first location they started working on in somewhere around 1973 and they, they worked on these locations, I think, 1973, 1974. And that was right after the, um, the American, the U.S., um, energy crisis. And what was the energy crisis? Well, there were a group of Arab countries who refused to sell oil to the U.S., right? And it caused gas shortages and gas lines. I remember... Um, I remember my parents having to go take their vehicle and sit in line. Um, I don't know for how long, maybe like half hour, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour. And the line would be at the gas station simply to pull up and, you know, put gas in your car. And I think you were limited to as to either a dollar amount of gasoline that you could put in your car or, you know, a certain number of gallons at the time because they were, they were kind of rationing it because, Um, it was difficult during the 1970s, during this time 
for the United States to get this crude oil, right? And then what do, what do they do with the crude oil when they get it? Well, they refine it, right? They make it into gasoline, kerosene, diesel fuel. So that's how that process works. So anyway, uh, somewhere around 1975, the United States government passed this, this policy, right? This new law called EPCA. EPCA, right? E P like in Paul, C like in cat, A. And that stands for it's an acronym. It stands for Energy Policy and Conservation Act. And that was all linked to establishing this SPR, this Strategic Petroleum Reserve, okay? And um right now, as of the date of this recording, I believe all four locations here in the U.S., two in Texas and two in Louisiana, all four of them um, contain a total of, I think, 700 million barrels of oil, okay? So, what is a barrel of oil? I was thinking, how is that related to gallons? Well, one barrel of oil is equal to 42 gallons, and you can find this out simply by Googling, you know? how many gallons is are in one barrel of oil, right? So these four locations combined contain this uh, 700 million barrels of oil, all right? And um, the locations have kind of interesting names. So we'll start with the ones in Texas. The w first one in Texas is called Brian, like the uh, guy's first name, B-R-Y-A-N, Brian Mound, like a mound of dirt two words, and that's located near Freeport, Texas. And then there's another one in Texas called Big Hill, two words, and that's located near Winnie, Texas, like Winnie the Pooh, spelled the same way. And then the two locations in Louisiana uh, are called West Hackberry, West Hackberry, and that's located near Lake Charles, Louisiana. And then the fourth one, also located in Louisiana, is called Bayou, that's spelled B like in boy, A-Y-O-U, so like B-A-U, Bayou Choctaw, that's C-H-O-C-T-A-W, Choctaw, so Bayou Choctaw, and that's located near Baton Rouge, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So what, where, what is this oil stored in there? Is it stored in tanks above ground? No. Here's another interesting fact. It's stored in caverns underneath the ground, right? Caverns. And uh, from what I can uh, figure out, I guess at one point in the, in the past, Morton Salt Company, I guess, owned some of the land at, the, at some of these locations. But basically, um, they've discovered that if they store the crude oil in a salt cavern, right, and... These locations like Bryan Mound, Big Hill, West Hackberry, Bayou, Choctaw, each location can uh, contain several caverns, you know, like 20 different caverns of storage space. And you would think, why do they store crude oil in a salt cavern? Okay, what's the advantage to that? Well, the advantages, and why underground? The advantages are... Um, the oil stored in these salt caverns underground, it, it um, 
the bottom part of the salt cavern, I guess, is closer to the center of the earth. So it's warmer down there versus uh, the temperature near the top of the salt cavern. So they call that a temperature gradient, right? Temperature gradient just means, hey, the temperature is not the same throughout the space that you're talking about, right? So there's a temperature difference, a temperature gradient. And why is that important? Well, the warmer temperature near the bottom of the salt cavern causes the oil to move and then I guess percolate to the top and that kind of naturally causes a movement uh, of this oil and it keeps the oil moving and somehow that's better for the oil, it helps preserve it longer. So um, it's just kind of interesting, interesting to me how that all happens naturally. Okay, so um, SPR. Strategic Petroleum Reserve, um, several million barrels of oil, all stored in these salt caverns at four different locations, two in Texas, two in the state of Louisiana, and all four of, the lo of those locations, if you look on a map, they're all on the, located on the Gulf of Mexico. So I would imagine that maybe oil is... Um, oil's pumped somehow from an oil rig maybe out in the Gulf of Mexico and then put on a tanker or something and then delivered to these locations all located on the Gulf of Mexico. I guess it's just very convenient for them uh, to move it from the spot it's pumped out of and then right into those storage locations. And then what's the purpose of having all this stored oil? Well, it's supposed to be, I guess, a safeguard for our country, for the U.S., um, if there was ever a disruption again in the supply of crude oil to our country, that they could dip into these reserves, right? And to try and offset whatever temporary supply. So sometimes if there's a hurricane that hits or, you know, the government will um, authorize, a, you know, taking some of the oil out of these four locations. Um, so who are the two people? That can authorize that one is obviously the president of the United States can authorize that and I believe the Secretary of Energy is the only other person who can authorize to withdraw oil from this uh, SPR um, so basically you have 700 million gallon not gallons barrels 700 million barrels of oil in this SPR and it kind of functions as a a bank you know like a there's times where the oil you know the president or whoever or the secretary authorizes removal of it and then that oil is sold and then it's used to you know um, offset I guess budget shortfalls and our so basically our government the United States government is using that oil at times like like withdrawing it and selling it almost like a like a physical bank right like you would withdraw money from your bank account when you needed to pay a bill you know um so that's interesting to me and what else oh they are limited i guess physically in how much oil they can pump out of the spr any of these four locations each day so they're limited to 4.4 million barrels per day that's how much they can physically remove i guess in 24 hours so, like I said, I've never heard of SPR. Maybe you already knew about it. I never did. I thought it was interesting. If you have a chance, 
you know, I always encourage you in all my episodes to do this. Use the power of your internet connection. Do your own research. Draw your own conclusions. And, of course, I've mentioned this book before in other podcasts. Um, I'm going to recommend it again. I'm going to put a link to this book where you can purchase it on Amazon in my show notes. The name of the book is called Propaganda. It was written in 1928 by Edward Bernays, who is actually the nephew of Sigmund Freud. And I'm going to read you the first paragraph of the first chapter. The first chapter is titled Organizing Chaos, and it reads like this. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. Hmm. Interesting and powerful thought there, right? It's a very interesting book. Um, I highly recommend you read it if you never, never have. Um, what I have taken from this book, and there's times in my life where I go back and reread this book, re-familiarize myself with the concepts, and I'm doing that currently again. I'm rereading it. Um, what I find is it really applies to modern day life, right? I feel like if you're someone who watches the news in the United States and you can, or even worldwide, right? CNN is a worldwide network. I think it's available in several countries on the globe. I feel like the people who create the news or select the news, there's like this sifting of information that goes on and I don't like that process. It makes me uncomfortable and nervous. Um, and then there's also man a manipulation of the news and I think it's purposeful. Um, so that's again why I encourage everyone, use the power of your internet connection. Turn off the TV, don't watch you know, network or cable news and only do that and consider yourself informed. I don't think you're informed, especially if they're sifting the information before you ever see a story featured. And if there's people there who have agendas, right? Political, motivated by politics and or money, and they're manipulating the news so that they're giving you the exact story and impression and information that they choose and select, rather than you getting it unfiltered, right? So that's why I encourage you, Use the power of your internet connection. Go do your own research. Um, I like to end my communications this way. You know that I often encourage you to have courage today to pick one thing and work on your dreams. And if you haven't visited any of my websites, if you're interested in how to cook low-cost but delicious meals at home, go check out healthywisecooking.com. That's healthy, not silly, but wisecooking.com. Go check out uh, Waypa Today, spelled W-A-Y-P like I'm Paul A, today.com. That is the companion website to this podcast. Check out the Facebook page, Waypa Today, Twitter account, Waypa Today, Instagram is Waypa.Waypa period today. And uh, you can also find Healthy Wise Cooking now on Pinterest. Uh, I've, that's a new endeavor that I've started a Pinterest page. So if you're on Pinterest, you can check me out there. All right. Until next time, this is Art.